Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 68 of the Fly Route Podcast. I am your host, Anthony, a.k.a. Tony Playboy, a.k.a. Shaq's Free Throw Form, and I am joined here by a special guest. You already know what it is, Marquise. You got any AKAs for yourself? Uh, AKA Mr. Make You Cry Playing Madden. That's really it. Uh, you've been on the Madden tip a lot lately. Boy, making embarrassing people. <laughs> All right, your housekeeping stuff, first and foremost, we only got about two episodes left until the end of the first season. We'll call this at the Fly Route Podcast, and then we are going to take some time to reorient the direction we're going to take and join you again as the football season takes back up now. We got an exciting show for you today. We are going to get into the tea off, spilling some tea on some recent reports that James Harden is not happy with the Brooklyn Nets. We are going to give you the run pass option where we give you all the hottest sports news in the week and let you know whether we want to run with them or pass on them. Going to give you the fly route for the conference finals and talk about our divisional picks last week. And we are also going to rank the opening head coaching positions and Give a big ballers bouquet to TJ Watt. The, 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 the fly route pod. The fly route pod. The fly route pod. The fly route pod. All right. Welcome to the tee off. Ooh, 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 spread that tea, sis. This is how I like to start the show off. I like to spill some tea on our favorite athletes and some of the crazy situations they get themselves into. We got to talk about James Harden today because a recent report from Bleacher Report popped up. Saying Harden had a long list of complaints about being on the Brooklyn Nets. You know, they say he did not enjoy living in Brooklyn. He didn't like the climate, the state taxes, the fact that Kyrie was not going to be a full-time player. They even went like saying he hated like Steve Nash's end of the game lineups, right? And that leads everybody to say this. Do you think James Harden is not long for Brooklyn? Oh, he's out of there, bro. He's out of there. I think uh, if Kyrie was vaccinated and it wasn't the issue, and yeah, that's his personal opinion or his personal preference to be vaccinated or not. But in a team dynamic, bro, a team that isn't deep, doesn't have a deep roster, and they're really superstar dependent, you saw what happened with Kevin Durant. He got injured because you just had him out there. He just tore his Achilles, and he's playing insane minutes. Now James Harden is playing insane minutes and only getting road help. I just feel like it's just – he, already, he was the one that took the hit on his play style to change his style. Because in all reality, he was the only one that could change his play style to help even more. He changed it, and now he's seeing, like, okay, well, I changed it and made a sacrifice for a team. Kyrie can't make this sacrifice. And for whatever reasons, he can't. But as a teammate, if I was James Harden, oh, my God, me and Kyrie be fighting locker. Yo, and actually, like, Shaq said something very similar to this, actually, on multiple, many accounts. Like, he like he would fight Kyrie if they were teammates, all that oh, stuff. Oh, yes. But, like, sacrifice is important. Like, James Harden used to be, like, Mr. Dribble out the shot clock, take the step back three, became, like, let's, let me lead the league in assists. Which, by the way, James Harden is leading the league in assists once again this My, season. I went from scoring 30-plus. And I'm leading the league and assist to help. And you can't get vaccinated? Oh, say less. Dropping down to like 22 points a game. Oh. And I don't even think he wants to like – I think he's come to terms with Kyrie's decision, right? And he, he, he he's like, that just don't even matter. He, he That's where he wants to be, fine. But this means that Brooklyn is not the best place for me to win a championship. If 
one of our top three players in a salary cap situation can only play row games. And now home court advantage is now a disadvantage in the playoffs. Like this is not the best place to win a championship. And like he had those press conferences where he was like, yo, I can't wait to get Kyrie back here full time. Kyrie has a big game. He goes, yo, that shows why it's so important for him to be with us full time. Kyrie is like, bro, what you talking about? Bro, imagine like we did this together full time, right? And I showed up once a month and you did three episodes by yourself. You'd be like, what is the point of having you? Like, what? Really, bro? Yeah. (laughs) And then also, but then... Like, you take it up, like, let's call it a fifth of the total budget if we had a budget, too. By the way, like, that's the big part. That's the big important part. Like, <laughs> it, it. this is, like, the same thing when people are like, yo, Daryl Morey, you're wasting Joel Embiid's prime because you have a big hole in your roster that can't play. So, like, the interesting thing about this for James, and, like, I get this, is, like, he don't got the same legacy right now is Kyrie and KD like Kyrie's legacy is cemented he won that chip with Brian and he hit the shot like the iconic shot of that playoff series was Kyrie to win that championship right KD got two and two finals MVPs already so then that makes you think like how how long is he gonna wait like the report was not like James is gonna leave this year and try to get traded this year but it's important to talk about how James has a player option for next season he could decline that and just go into free agency right he's gonna be a free agent he wants you think to, he's gonna be a free agent he's never he never been a free agent you he got he got traded to OKC or from OKC to Houston then traded mm-hmm. again and maybe he like he's gotten paid, but maybe he wants to get that one big bag. Well, you, he he gets the big bag no matter what. Yeah, but maybe he, he got the big bag from Houston. I think he wants to have options. Yeah, be somewhere and be like, okay, well, all right, I can go play here, or maybe like, hey, you know, Kawhi and George need a point guard. Oh well, let me just go there. Now, okay, <laughs> that that's the thing, and like people were saying that like the Sixers are obvious thing, and like. Look, Jalen Rose has actually said this shit like three months ago, four months ago, saying that, like, you should look out for this. Like, this is the thing. And, like, now it's, like, picking up a lot of steam. And I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Like, the Daryl Morey connection, the fact that they need somewhere to offload Ben Simmons, and the fact that Harden can technically put the nets in a, this is the deal or you get nothing back for me. If if I'm Similar to the way KD got... um, D'Angelo Russell to the Warriors. If if I'm the uh, the Nets, right, we do the deal, and I swap you for – I give you Joel – or I give you not Joel. It's crazy. I give you Ben. If I'm the Nets, I want Tobias Harris too. No. And, they say no. And yeah. if they say no, James Harden just walks. Like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, you are in a you, – you are in a bind with the player when they have a player option like that. Like, James Harden is doing you a favor. With the signing trade. The same way, like, why did Golden State take D'Angelo Russell, right? And everybody was like, why would they take that? That don't fit, et cetera, et cetera. And it did not fit, but it became the future leverage piece for Andrew Wiggins, right? You take Ben Simmons because if you don't take this situation, he just goes there by himself. You know what I mean? With that roster intact that Philly has. Yeah, exactly, because he can just be a free agent. So he's just like, the signing trade is me helping you get a talent in return, or I could just leave and you get nothing. I mean, I saw something where the Nets were trying to – or not the Nets. Uh, Philly's trying to trade Ben and and uh, Tobias. Possibly the salaries wouldn't. wouldn't match, though. 
Yeah, so maybe if 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 I'm the next, maybe if I can find a way to offset it, or maybe all right, I don't get they can't with yeah Kyrie and KD. Say like, I don't get Harris, but hey, give me uh Maxi and another. No, young. they just say no, and James Harden says no. What do you like? Why would James Harden say yes? Let's give you more shit that takes away from my championship roster. I we really just need to literally clear Ben Simmons cap space from if, Philly so I can be there. If I'm the Nets, I can't do it, bro. I can't. Like, then James I, Harden just leaves in free agency. Then he just leaves because I can't. Then how do you replace that talent? Because what if Ben doesn't want to play in in Brooklyn, bro? What if you hit the I issue? Ben said he wants to play anywhere that is not Philadelphia. Like, <laughs> Ben Simmons has been very clear. He's like, if it's not Philly, I'm game. Please get me out of here. I mean, he would probably work. He'd probably work with KD and, and Kyrie, I think. I think he works probably better. Like, he don't, they don't, like. What he, he needs scores? Yeah, we don't need scores. He don't. But I mean, the issue that the Nets do, they would still have with something they're gonna have to figure out how to dress is not having a bench, like not having a competent bench. So Kevin every, can get a break. But you know? like every team that wants to do the, we have three superstars has that same problem. Like either you choose to not be a super team, or you choose to have depth. Like, Milwaukee's not a super team. They have one superstar and two guys in the tier below that are a little bit cheaper. And, like, some people might even say Drew Holiday is even one more tier down if you want to. But, like, the Lakers, cap issues. They got three stars. The Clippers are near cap issues with only two of them, right? Like, you don't get three superstars and get depth. So, James Harden did a press conference and they asked him about these reports. And he actually kind of gave these people to work. He was just like, what reports? From who? Who said this? And he's like, so if y'all y'all ain't here from me, then I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know about no reports. And then eventually they kept pressing and pressing and asking more specific questions. Like, basically, eventually they were like, oh, so if we ask you questions about the Nets and how you feel, but not about the reports, you'll answer them. And he was like, I don't know about any reports. Of course, I'm frustrated because we're not healthy. There's a lot of inconsistencies for whatever reason, (laughs) whatever reason, injuries, COVID, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, it's frustrating. I think everyone in this organization is frustrated because we're better than our record is and we should be on the way up. That's all it is. I don't know anything about no reports. If you didn't hear it from me, I don't talk to nobody. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm frustrated because I want to win and I'm a new competitor. It's pretty simple. Now, that makes me feel like all the extra shit in the, like, reports about, like, Steve Nash's closing lineups, Might it be being lie. cold. Yeah, like the, uh, like, you know, nah, the state being, taxes. That him being cold might be a real thing, bro. <laughs> that, hey. But, like, that's not the reason why he wants to leave. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but, like, he might be like, all that extra shit's not true, but I am frustrated because I don't think we can win a championship. It'd be tough, man. You got to see what KD looks like coming off his injury again. What I mean, he's going to play through the season, though. Like, what do you do if y'all don't win the chip this season in UK and you Harden? Do you play through your last year of your contract? Do nah, you, you take the player. Take the player option? Okay, yeah, then. No, that's not a question. I'm saying if 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 the Nets can work out something in their way to maybe get a good swap with Ben or maybe some pieces or something. Because either way, James can take that player option in Philly. He can get traded and be like, you know what? I'm, a t- I'm still taking my player option. 
you can trade for me, but I still want to test the water. So that's what I was getting at. If I'm the Nets, I'm like, well, regardless, we're going to try to unload him if he wants to leave. And if Philly is dumb enough to send us a pick and another player with Ben, then that works because then you keep that player and pick, then offload Ben to somebody else and get even more in return. Because I don't think you necessarily need three, but you definitely need a competent two. And I feel like KD and Kyrie are a competent two. But if you can in part-time Kyrie. Oh my God. And that's the other thing. I would probably trade him before I trade fucking Harden. Because there's no way I'm gonna keep dealing with part-time. Oh the difference God. is Harden has all the leverage. Like Harden has yeah. all the leverage. Unless yeah. they try to trade him before this season is over, Harden has like all the chips are in Harden's hands. It's crazy when you think about it. It's just I love I love when players get in that situation. Oh, I, I, love, I love it for the player. It's 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 he can do whatever he wants. Nobody can really control what he wants to do. So I think it's great for him. It does put the nets in a bit of the bind. But if you can work something out with Philly, do it like we're saying. Get Ben. Ben's a better person to have with the two people you already have. You still have the issue of you need a wing that can score to help Kevin. So that's the other ultimate problem in this. You need another dude that can go in there and give Kevin a break. He doesn't have to be electric, but please just be able to be a two way player and get like ten points. Get like ten. That uh, Ben Simmons could get you ten in the regular season. Yeah, somebody <laughs> that ain't scared to shoot the ball that can will get you ten. Like Ben yeah. can do whatever he wants, but we need someone. Like, he need, they next need someone that can score and just rebound, and play deep. And that was your tee off. Oh, oh, spread that tee, sis. Spread that tee, sis. Let's get into the run pass option. We're going to talk about the hottest sports storylines of the week and let you know whether or not we are going to run with them or pass on them. We got to start with some business out of New Orleans. Sean Payton says he is stepping away from the New Orleans Saints. There's a lot of talk about the Cowboys. Fine, whatever. But is this the end of the New Orleans Saints being competitive? Runner pass. But well, we gotta run with it. I don't care about the the Sean Payton aspect of whatever with the Cowboys. Cowboys are hot garbage. I don't think he's gonna fix that. Anyway, to keep it going with the Saints, oh they're fucked. They're they're so fucked. Like I saw some shit that they're seventy mil over the cap. Like what? I don't even know what you do, but it looks like a team needs Marshawn Lattimore and Mike Thomas and Cameron uh, Jordan and. The offensive line they have, it looks like you're selling pieces, bro, and you're about to be the Aints for at least three years. Who's gonna come in there and try to rebuild that? I'm I well, I think the thing is, someone will come re- rebuild it, but it's gonna be a total gut job. You're 70 mil over, okay. You, essentially, they have a they have a top center, they're gonna keep their center, their left tackle, uh, Armstead, the older dude, he's leaving, he's 30. Their uh, their I want to say it's their left guard is under contract too. They just paid him. It's the left or right guard. So he stand, he you keep him too. But Mike Thomas already doesn't want to be there. Boom. You Thanks. you know you can't give Alvin Kamara a heavy workload. So I'd trade him too. He somehow stays more healthier than Christian McCaffrey, but by like a thin line. And I love him. I think he's great. It's not thin. It's a wide line, bro. Alvin Kamara will miss like four to get four to five games a season. Christian McCaffrey will miss like eight to ten. But and then and then the other, the other fact of it is how the Saints use him. So I mean, I get why he's injured because you use him redi- at a ridiculous rate. So you say Mike Thomas, him, Lattimore's probably going to get you a good bang for his buck because he's a top ten corner. So between those three, and then I would do the nice thing and ask Demario Davis and Cam Jordan, like, hey, do you guys want to retire here or do you guys want to, you know, get a chance to go chase a ring? Okay, 
that defense is the reason why they even were playing good these last couple of years. Now, the thing is, though, like 60% of head coaches uh, that get hired usually fail within like the first two to three years. Like, are we really being honest about it? Like, how many tries do you think it takes the Saints to go from Sean Payton to another guy that can actually successfully rebuild this team, get them competitive to where they are again? Like, it's kind of hard to get that dude. I think it honestly, it, it might sound crazy, but if you look at how I said and having a yard sale, I think it'd take one, maybe two dudes. You get a good head coach in there, and then if it doesn't work with him, but maybe he's the dude that helps you get rid of the pieces, and then that second dude, because there's no quarterback, right? So you already have an issue there. You don't. Jameis Winston was kind of nice at the beginning of this season. He, he's nice if you would have kept Sean Payton. <laughs> And I don't think I'm not saying James is bad, but you're gonna Mike Thomas ain't gonna be there next year. We already know Mike, he definitely don't want to be there. So yeah. you count that as one domino that's probably out the door. Boom. But he ain't played this season at all. Yeah, he ain't played. And then he had discrepancies with how everything was handled with everything. So you could tell he probably ain't coming back. So there's that. Then who James is throwing the ball to? The weapons that we just saw this past year, I'm gonna let you know it ain't gonna work. That's tough. That is tough. All right. You're right. Let's let's keep him moving here. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, is Green Bay about to rebuild? Just uh, run or pass? Run, but I would say no. I would long answer short. Aaron leaves, no. Devontae Adams leaves. They don't, they're still okay. They have a good team. That's the thing. They have a good team. Okay. So you have the mind that you think Rodgers is out of there. I mean, whether he retires or he leaves, I mean, I think so. And it it seems to me if he retire, he probably might just walk away. Yeah, that'd be kind of sad, but I feel I feel like he's playing at such a high level most but of the time is that like do you really trust him to go somewhere else and like have to get a chemistry with new people like you know like Devontae's not gonna be able to follow him right away the Packers can literally tag him and hold him hostage for at least two years no that no you're right like I feel like Devontae he wants is, to he probably wants to go with him but let's be honest is it, is it well, real I think Devontae just wants to like yes he'd prefer to get Rogers, wherever he goes with him, but like, oh, he's leaving. He just, yeah, he just wants to have like a good quarterback. Like Devonte Adams to the Raiders is something people kept talking about because of his connection with Carr. Not doing it. Do you trust Carr to go deal in that division? No, he I, from, I think Devonte Adams and Carr have a personal relationship, which he's leads from Cali to too. So I mean, I could see it, right? But if I'm him. I mean, yeah, if you want to play – Carr's not bad. He's, he's in the – not that first tier superstars, not that – maybe like that second tier star right there, second and third tier. You could do it, but, I mean, I don't – like, I don't I don't really know what you'll get out of it. Like, Devontae Adams is kind of in a weird spot because you know he's going to want to play with someone that is either a talent like Aaron or just talented. How many talents like Aaron are they, and True. can they afford that contract? True, and they can't because both of them got receivers already. The Chiefs can't do it and the Bills can't do it. So, next on those two options. I, 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 look, let's talk about OT because OT was a hot topic of conversation, right? All right. Are you of the mind that the OT rules in the NFL need to be changed? Uh, no, I'm in the mind of how they go about deciding who gets the ball needs to be changed. You want me to throw that proposal out to you? Go ahead. Let's hear it. So, it's a coin toss. 50-50, old thing, people are doing it forever, right? I think we need to do something where each team really gets a chance to get the ball, right? 
So what I would do is I'd put your kicker at the 50-yard line and my kicker at the 50-yard line. You don't have to put the defenses out there. You can if you want to. If the NFL is like, no, let's put the defense out there. You don't have to. Put the kickers out there. Put a little holder. Put a place holder for it. Kick it. Whoever makes it gets the ball. So say if they both make it. Well, they both make it. Go back five yards. They both make it again. Go back another five. What do you do if they both miss? They both miss. I like we get we get to like sixty or like because like you could get a situation like let's say Justin uh, Tucker and old boy on the Bengals are kicking. Yes, yeah, which is likely considering they play each other twice a year. I don't think you get to the sixty and they both hit it. You get to the sixty-five and they both miss. That Tuck's not missing sixty-five. This has been sixty-six is his uh, record, isn't it? Yeah, so he can, he can miss sixty five. Smoke eighty in practice, bro. I don't think he's missing. okay. But we put the defenses out there. Yeah, if you put the defenses out there, it's gonna change. I, the I think you always have to put the defenses out okay. there because you so, want to because you want to incentivize special teams. Like if your get special team gets a block, if you get a block, you automatically get the ball right there. Yeah, and then, and then you get to take it ninety yeah. percent of the time. You win if you get the ball. So like you want to incentivize great special teams play. So you put the defenses out there. So at 65, they both miss. What do you do? I think if, if – say you get some weird scenario, right, where at 65 you keep going back and they miss, or maybe they both miss at 50. <laughs> there, there are some kickers that are There are some kickers that, that are going to miss at 50. If they both miss at 50, then you flip the coin. I'm they cool. Flip the coin. I, think, okay. I think that's 100% fair at that point. Like I'm not a fan of the 50-50 like coin toss. I hate. I even hate it on Madden. I'm like, God damn it. In overtime, you get the ball, bro. It's a it's a wrap. You just gotta either milk the clock or just go down the field real strategically slow, and you're you're there. So I think what what's up? No, I'm with you because I don't mind that proposal, but I actually felt like they should just give us the full overtime quarter. Like it's like five, it's like five minutes of regulation, isn't it? Nah, or is it ten? I think it's, it's ten. Ten. You give us the full ten minutes, and if the full ten minutes ends in a tie, then you go to the kickoff. Like, so, like, you're saying it's a 10-minute period. So, you're saying if it goes to a tie, then you have the kickoff at the end. Yeah, and the kickoff just decides the game. But what they both miss, like you're saying. You can't coin flip Ooh. that at the end. Like, you know then what I'm saying? it's a tie. Like, then we actually get a tie. In the playoffs. You get what I'm saying? Like, that works for the regular season. Who advances in the playoffs? What, what, what do you do in the playoffs at the end of the 10-minute um, session if they're tied? Do they Like, do we go to double OT? No, I think oh, well, that's, it, that's the thing the NFL is trying to avoid. They don't want these dudes out there. You, you got to figure you're out there too long. Dudes get banged up. Like, imagine the Niners, right? Yeah, but Lions-Steelers is what I'm talking about. Lions-Steelers, they ended the regulation period. Tied. and then Still they, tied. What happened? They, they just got tied. They both got tied. What do you do in the playoffs? You can't do it. That's the thing. So what would they? What would they do in the playoffs? I yeah, don't, I, I, like, theoret- like, we've seen it happen in the game. So theoretically, it's possible to happen at the end of those ten. At the end of that ten minutes, I think they're just set, they're setting it up for like they have more hopes in the the guys during the playoffs to not end in a tie. You know, <laughs> like you guys will not end. There's no way you guys will end in a tie. Like maybe, and that's a good question. Like, do they have a back plan, back, backup plan in place? But then it's it's the NFL set it up for whoever scores first. That's why imagine if KC and the Bills. It would have been that ten minute period. Neither one of them are stopping each other from scoring. So all those dudes are going to be gassed out, exhausted, have a short week, go go have to play Cincinnati. And maybe they probably both realistically beat Cincy, but they just played an OT and they're gassed. And now they're out there like, ugh. So I get Yo, why. 
I get maybe you I, shorten the period then if you do that. Don't make it a full 10. Nah, I'm, I think I like how the NFL has it in the aspect of whoever scores first, it's a wrap, field goal, the other team gets a chance to drive down the field. But I just – I think you got to change the flip the coin. I think that's okay. the easy – you change that, okay. it's – because then you're, you're, you're putting pressure on your kicker. Your kicker can't be out there bullshit. Yeah, I mean, honestly, great teams frequently, uh, your kicker just can't be out there bullshit. Oh, tell that to Mac uh, – what's his, Mac Crosby? The, the Packers, Packers kicker? Yeah, but he was bullshit. Yo, they hold – well, that wasn't even on him. Like, the snap was fucked up. No, I'm not talking about the punt. I'm talking about his kickoffs throughout the year. Uh – uh, he missed a couple. Like that's the thing, though. Sometimes you have a down year, but Matt, Crosby is like, like goaded with the leg. The way that he's gotten Aaron Rodgers so many wins with that thing. Like, yeah. in it's fact, not- you, there was a like time where end of the game, Aaron Rodgers ran down Dak Prescott in 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 Jerry World. Like Crosby hits the game winner, and they're like. How do you do it? He's like, well, you just got to kick her like Crosby over there, and <laughs> it's all right. Like same thing that Joey B just did, and yeah, you but- stick with that. Usually, I feel like you should stick if the kicker is that good. You stick with them through their down year, like Crosby just had. I think so, Crosby's just older now at this point, though. That's what they said like, about Robbie Gold in Chicago. What did Robbie Gold just do? Yeah, Robbie Gold's what thirty-seven now too. That's what I'm saying. Kickers, their lifespan is so much longer if they are taking care of themselves and doing what they need to do. Like we, Robbie had a down year. We let go of him, then we double doinked. A double doing gonna haunt haunt the Bears. That's crazy. I'm just saying, like you stick with a great kicker through a down year. I think the Patriots like almost never do that, but like they they don't give a fuck about none of them. That's just the Patriot way. All right, last thing we're going to talk about here. All right, so MVP race has been like, it sounded real solid at first in the NBA. They were like, oh, it's Steph. You know, DeMar's up there. You know, um, who was the third person that people were kind of on? Jokic. I think Jokic's narrative hasn't really changed much. Like, his team is still doing well. He's still, everything about Jokic's case has stayed the same. But his yeah. team is still like the sixth in the West, uh, maybe fifth now. But like it stayed the same. But like Steph went on a massive slide. He's no longer in the yeah, conversation. He, he took a well, dive. The Bulls are kind of free falling because of injuries. Like we we are just the most injured team in the NBA. Honestly, I, I strongly believe that. But that's just by like minutes of the people could have played. Anyway, Joel Embiid. It's kind of been a little under the radar for like MVP considerations, considering not just what he's doing without Ben Simmons, but what he's doing with the Sixers not being able to spend that much of their cap space. I mean, it is crazy, but I'm one of those people that like I can't really count the MVP of the league yet until it's like after All Star break. Then I got like a real clean cut. I'm like, all right, this is who's gonna be because. You just said Steph took a slope, right? What yeah. if Steph just insanely picks it up from here through all-star break and he just goes on an insane tear, right? What if Braun keeps just – he's like, you know what? Fuck it. The Lakers are doing whatever. I'm going to just get my points and be hot. How, how I think they have to be real hot for the for Braun to get in the conversation considering the like – And that's like not, the Lakers would have to be real hot. That's not a, that's not no like uh shift on like Joel like at, at this point yeah he probably definitely get it like I don't you know he probably Demar would be another one if Demar was healthy and wasn't like nicked up like because I think he just got nicked up too 
Uh, I think he said it for rest, not because he's hurt, but that's because, like, we are overworking our stars like DeMar because, like, we had no I, we had no Javante Green, DJJ, Alice Caruso came back, got hurt two games later, had no Zach Levine, Zach Levine got hurt, like, had no Patrick Williams from get, like, similar to, like, kind of, we're trying to avoid the situation that we were just talking about that happened in Brooklyn with yeah. KD being overplayed, playing all those minutes, like, Demar is just sitting for rest, not for injury. Yeah, so you you could put you put him up there. We got Joel. I don't know exactly what Giannis's numbers look like. I'm pretty sure the Deer's out there still having a good year. Yo, I feel like Giannis is a little bit uh like just fatigue. He could be. I mean, it's, it's a long it, bro. I always been on the fence with 82 games is too long to have these dudes play. Like 82, you got the dudes that play in the summer when the Olympics come around. No, like voter fatigue. Voter fatigue. Oh, voter like, fatigue. Oh, think I'm about talking. it. MVP, MVP, yeah. finals MVP, MVP, D- DPOI in same year. Similar uh-huh. to like why LeBron couldn't win like six in a row or like Jordan couldn't win all of them in a row. You know what I mean? Like I people just want to vote for somebody new. I think people like him too much. I think he's too likable. Like mm-hmm. I feel like the, the, with, with Jordan, it was like, all right, he's an asshole. You know, with Braun, people just didn't like Braun, which I thought was strange. You know, like, hey, I don't like him, you know. His game speaks for itself, but hey, I don't like him. And with uh, with uh, Deer, you see it. Just the like, I think people love how his story of how it progressed and what he became. And people don't sh- like shy away from him at all, regardless. They're like, "Yo, no, he's the Defensive Player of the Year, or he's he's the MVP." Blah blah blah. Like, I feel like he's just gonna keep getting those votes, and like, rightfully so, honestly. Yeah. Okay, but. Here's my case for Joel Embiid, because I think we are sleeping on Joel Embiid a little bit. He's averaging about 32 points, 12 rebounds, and five assists on 50% shooting from the floor and 38% shooting from three-point. I mean, I know it's a regular season award, so I can't really sit on too much for the playoffs, but this man got to get to the finals because he's so dominant, bro. He he is dominant. His numbers That's the Ben Simmons issue. <laughs> Bro, it's so crazy. Like, I think about it, like, if Kawhi, if Kawhi didn't get him out in that corner shot, like, they got, like, this weird Aaron Rodgers thing going on. Like, wh- why are you not in the finals? Like, I don't think they do. I think we kind of saw what happened. Like, Kawhi got them with a the last second shot, Seth and Packy. They were a relatively younger team when it came to playoff success. When it came to playoff success. That team was set up, too, and you gutted Like, you shipped Jimmy out. You got Jimmy in Miami now. Jimmy wanted to go. Like that that's another sign and trade situation. The Sixers took Josh Richardson because it was like, oh, it's Josh Richardson or lose Jimmy Butler for nothing. Yeah. Okay. Why, why well, did Jimmy, what was the reason that Jimmy actually wanted to go though? Well, Jimmy wanted to go because he thought like the organization was just poorly ran and put together and like but we all we found all, all about that stuff then Brett Brown gets fired they get a new GM a couple years later like they re- they reset but like that was an organizational issue right I think, I think Jimmy been 2 and 0 on all his stops of this is bullshit like the Minnesota, hey, y'all are playing like ass and you need to take it serious and then you see it in Philly, oh, the ownership is fucked up here. And the like just the team was not really, really well ran. Yeah. And Jimmy right about that. But, like, that's a thing. And similar to, like, the thing here is they then flipped Josh Richardson for Seth Curry, and that was a fantastic move. Ooh, that's what God. I'm saying. You sign and trade, even if you're not going to keep that guy, you just need to be able to leverage that guy for a player that you need or fits better. And your alternative is 
losing a superstar for nothing. I, I think they need I think they need uh you know it's not Joel and B's fault at why they haven't gotten over the hump, even though that like at times it could be. He definitely has the case for MVP this year. Right now, you could probably definitely give him to him. I don't know what his numbers look like compared to Giannis, but if his numbers are better than Giannis and Joe, then yes, give it to him. Because everybody else, we said, kind of took a little bit of dive. But if you look at it, if I'm the Sixers or if I'm Joel, I'm like, bro, y'all got to trade Tobias Harris. Because I feel like he he escapes all the blame and it just gets past the bend. Cause he, but like he escapes the blame because we don't expect Tobias Harris. We don't have those expectations of Tobias well, Harris. Well, y- y'all need to get get your money back if you don't have them expectations. No, no, no like and the Sixers should, right? Cool. But the like media people, just basketball fans in general, we see Tobias Harris. We don't have those same expectations that we have of like a Ben Simmons, like. Ben Simmons it. was like a top three draft pick, right? Like his expectations in our mind are just set differently. I mean, yeah, I get that. But Tobias Harris ain't no bum and he's been underperforming. I, they, like I can't do it. If I'm Philly, hey, who wants Tobias and what can you give me? I mean, you heard them try to package Ben and Tobias together. Like oh, that's they, why they should ta- package them separately because you got Seth with – you still got Seth with Embiid, right? And then they got uh, Maxi. So you got somebody else. If you can get like – Say for Tobias, you get a couple good role players. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe I don't know who would trade you for him. Maybe the Warriors would be like, "Hey, we'll send you somebody" because it'd be a good, another good wing to have. They don't want that yeah. money. He's too expensive. But I'm Warriors saying like are paying three dudes massive money. Maybe more. Maybe Memphis is like, okay, well Tobias with Morant. Like maybe you find a place where on where somebody needs him. I'm not saying they need him, but I, the issue is how much he costs. Memphis has to start paying all their young guys soon. Yeah, maybe you skip on paying somebody, you know. Mm, for Tobias Harris, the underperformer. That's true. I'm just Tobias saying. Tobias Harris has only been good under Doc Rivers. I'm saying an aspect for Philly to unload him. Not making sense yeah. for another team, but for yeah. Philly to just get him up out of there, I, I got to do it. Him yeah. and Ben got to go. Yeah, I mean, Ben Ben trying to go. Ben, ben want to go. <laughs> ben trying to go. All ben. right, look. Let's keep it moving and talk about the division around of the NFL playoffs. It just happened, right? Recap for the picks. You know, I went three and one against the spread this week. Uh, look, honestly, shock of the week for a lot of people was that Niners win. And it was, I was shocked too because I expect the Packers to win that game, but just like not for the Niners to lose by six points or more. I, I was wrong about the Titans. I believe that Derrick Henry was – healthy enough to break off the big runs and completely control the game. Uh, I fell for the hype. I was fooled. I will try to do better. <laughs> look, that's just, that's just a hey, fact. I don't, I don't think it's King Henry's fault. I think you're seeing a lot of these teams this year, even last year you saw it. They're trying to rush these dudes back too quick or like trying to get them to play and they really shouldn't be out there. Like, yeah, I get what, you know, why you want him out there? Maybe you can power through Cincy, and then boom, we're in the we're in the championship dance. But I'm not doing that. Like you see it way too much. It's looking it's looking ridiculous, honestly. Now, like if someone's done for the year, let them be done for the year. Uh, yeah, but like Cam Akers on the flip side of that, Torres ACL supposed to be done for the year. Now he out here, bro. Cam Akers carry less weight than Derrick Henry. I agree. I big agree. Dude, 
But like, it's also not an AC like ACL versus yeah. like I fractured my foot. ACL was way worse. Yeah, but you got those big dudes like Bakhtiari and Ronnie Stanley for the Ravens. Like they they haven't been able to come back like everybody else. Like Stanley mm-hmm. played for three games. He's like, hey, like this, I can't do this right now. No, I'm with you. I'm not gonna say it's Henry's fault. I'm more trying to say if he wasn't that Derrick Henry of like the beginning of the season, the last season before, the Titans were never going to win that game, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, like It's not like, yo, you're the reason why we lost, but like you being at your peak play was the only well, way we, we could win. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, start, you can see it, it was a bother for him because the way he plants on a cutback, so when he's, he's going one way and the line, you see the line pull right, he just couldn't plant that foot to go. Like It just looked like. And you saw dudes catching him that really would never catch him. Like, you know that weird speed he just hits, just pumping? Yeah. (laughs) He's gone, bro. Nobody's catching him. He just couldn't get to that gear. Like, he was trying to get to it. And then by the time he was about to hit it, someone hit him. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs, Bills, one of the best games I've seen in a while. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, Obviously, Rams, I knew they were going to win that game. I told y'all from get they were going to win that game. Tampa Bay, just too hurt, could not compete. I, I said they were going to win that game before the playoffs started. I told y'all that was the matchup and that the Rams were win. So let's push on into the conference finals, and we are going to start with the NFC because the last time you were on this podcast, Marquise, we – we're going into week 18 with this very matchup, 49ers versus the Rams. And I believed in the Rams. I was like, the Rams can do it. Like, oh, yeah. they're tired I, again. They shit pushed in. You were like, look, I think you went, has Sean McVay he's ever no. beat? No. He has uh, Kyle Shanahan? He's 0 and 6. Yeah, he's 0 and 6. Kyle, 6 and bowl. That's demoralizing, bro. Like, yes. And you took the Niners. You were right. I have come here again to take the Los Angeles Rams <laughs> plus three and a half to win this game. And I'm going to double down on my original take. I, at this point, look, Shaw McVay is playing for his soul as much as he is playing for a birth to the Super Bowl. Like, if you can't, if you can't win this and he gets you again, bro, you just might as well wrap it up. Like, <laughs> I, I got news for you. George Kittle and Debo Samuel said they're good to go for Sunday, right? Yes, and then indeed. if, if uh, what's his name? Williams, Trent Williams is good to go. I'm ta- I'm taking the Niners 100% because the Rams defense is built to stop the pass. Guess what the Niners will win a game without doing? Passing the ball. They'll literally run the ball and just be like, hey, you can't stop it. And our defensive line is going to get to your quarterback. Nick Bosa, I – I say the keys for the Niners would be Jimmy G not getting any turnovers and he has to make, he has to throw the ball at least 15 times, but six good throw, like six big throws. Yes, I did. I remember, I remember I took back the Jimmy G praise I gave him, but I'm saying the key for this win, uh, they have to be healthy. Jimmy G has to be scotch free, turnover free, big throws, maybe like 150 yards, like 150, 200 yards. Boom. With two tubs or a tub. That's good. And, you said, did you say 200 or 250? I said 150 to 200. He not throwing for 250 against that defense? I, he he might not throw for 200. Like <laughs> 200 is a aggressive, I said, aggressive. I said, aggressive. I said, <laughs> I'm saying 150 to 200. If he can get in that window and have a tub, 
or and no turnovers, he's good. Like, cause Debo Samuels is a, a matchup nightmare. Like, even with Ramsey, like he just does so much that Ramsey's like, damn, why are you doing all this? Like, I can follow you this way, this way, over here, like that. George Kittle's a mismatch on that uh Rams defense. There's no one that can stick with him. I know Eric Weddle's back, but congratulations. We know why he's been sitting for two years. Because he's not Eric Weddle of Prime. He, he, he played I right against Tampa Bay. He played all right. He wasn't out there getting cut. That's all I'm going to say. I, well, Tampa should have been exploiting the Gronk matchup a little bit more. Yeah. I, I, look, <laughs> I'm with you. Like, I, I get it. I just really believe the Rams are due. Like, the Rams are no slouches. I don't think the 49ers have the secondary to keep up with, like, OBJ, Cooper Cup, and Van Jefferson. They haven't like, for, the last five times. Uh, OBJ wasn't there the last six times. He's only there one of those times. Well, they had Robert and Woods. And he had just got – Robert Woods is no slouch. Robert Woods is very talented. Robert Woods is no Odell Beckham Jr. Be honest. I'm going to be honest. He's not Odell, but he is not no bum. So, the, for the Niners who don't have any corners, he is good enough to cook that defense. He, That's he's not at. Odell. That's all I'm saying. He is not Odell. You're going to pair him with the Triple Crown and Tyler Higby. Them three – are good enough to cook the Niners secondary because the, the Niners essentially just have two corners. I mean, two safeties because Barrett, their corner, is injured for like he's always is. He's always is. He's just, yes. I'm just saying Odell is the X factor for this game that makes things a lot different. We know what Cooper Cup can do. Yeah. Like Cam Akers is also back this time, was not back before. Like from the from the last time they played, the Rams are actually a significantly better team now than they were in week 18. Can we give Sean McVay some uh some credit for what he did with the Cam Akers situation? What do you mean? Like the fumbles? Yeah. Oh, I mean, except for the until he fumbled again. Nah, I gotta <laughs> I, I mean, I gotta give it up to him because we were talking about how Cam came back and he was supposed to be injured. I think that builds a lot of confidence in your player. Like that's a good coaching move, like that you live with or you die with. But it's one of those that, like you said, you live or you're gonna die with it. And luckily they didn't have to die with the ship with it. But I think Cam's going to come out and have a big game. Like It I was think- on life support. Oh. <laughs> I was that game live, bro. And then Cooper fumbled. I was like, what are y'all doing? So I just think I, – I feel like they might have gotten a little tight because Brady was doing Brady things. Although one of those was just like a really, really good punch out. I think uh, it, was it was the Sue. second one. Yeah. The second Sue had one. a really good Cam, punch out. Cam broke through and then someone just punched it as he was going. It was He's Sue. Like, oh. Yeah, it was Sue had that. It was really nice. All right, so you got the are you taking the Niners on the spread as well? Three three and a half, or you got to cover three and a half? Yeah, yeah. Okay, fantastic, fantastic. We're gonna talk AFC. AFC. The Bengals are playing the Chiefs. All right, the Chiefs are seven point favorites in this game. I have automatically taken the Bengals plus seven. Period. I am not saying the Bengals will win this game. I think the Chiefs will win this game. Go to go to the Super Bowl. But the Bengals will cover the seven points because the Chiefs can't guard these dudes. It's very similar to the Bills game. Like, Josh Allen is amazing. But the last time we saw the Chiefs' defense play the Bengals, Joey B torched them alive. Remember, like, though. barbecued them. They tore, he torched them on a comeback because early on, it was looking like a Chiefs route in jungle land. So what That's I, worse, you, though. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. But it was... It's nice to see that the Bengals were able to come back, but the Chiefs had already put them away and thought it was it, which is bad on but their But then they went back and forth, and then the Bengals ended up 
finishing them. Tyron Matthews is the key thing for me here. Like he's supposed to, he's in concussion protocol, right? Unlike a Debo, unlike a um, George Kittle, they did not practice all week already, right? Yeah. He like he's he he might not be able to go. And at that point, you telling me you trust Daniel Sorensen to handle Jamar Chase over the top for the double for the help? I don't even know why Daniel Sorensen got a job. I can go play safety better than that. I swear to God. Like, but I trust Mahomes is gonna torch that Cincy defense. I agree. If you look at it, when I when I watched Cincy play the the Titans, right? The game was real weird in the beginning, right? But it Mm -hmm. looked like those young dudes, like the lights kind of got to them. Like, damn, like we're here. Like, and you could see like just like little missteps. Like, okay, like, you know, damn, we're in the we're in the playoffs. And, you know, that's not a knock on them. They're just a young team like, oh, like we're here. So I feel like if the Chiefs do what they did in the jungle and they get out early, because you, you got to think another thing is you're playing Arrowhead. That place is going to be rocking. So you got that. If the Chiefs jump out, I don't know if you come back at Arrowhead. So then you have that. And then, like you said, Tyron Matthews going to be a big thing. But ain't no way you're going to want Chris Jones sacking Joey B nine times. Okay, I think the 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 Chiefs. I don't think we'll get to Joey B that much personally. The Chiefs have Chris Jones, right? But Melvin they're Frank huh? Clark. That's not as good as the Bengals are this year. The Bengals are the only team that had three plus players with eight plus sacks. Like I mean, they not- could just take t- like they. It's like the mismatches across the line for the Bengals. You can't double one, I mean, uh, for the Titans. You can't, like, double one guy like you can to Aaron Donald, like you can to yeah. Chris Jones, like you can to T.J. Watt, and feel like we got it from there. Yeah. The, the Titans are just like, we got three really good dudes. You can double whichever one you want. The other one of the, the other two of these dudes got eight or more this season. Yeah. They're going to win. I see it. So I don't expect it to be as bad in that on that on that end, right? However, like I think the Chiefs will win. I know you think the Chiefs will win, but do you think the Chiefs will cover seven? Yeah, I think so. I'm okay, gonna... so you think it's a blowout? Not a blowout, but I mean, I see the Chiefs winning by ten. Ten? Okay. Uh, oh, okay, okay. I just don't feel like that's the way the Bengals go out. I mean, they go I... out in a fire. They go, out, they go out of blaze of glory all they want, but I still think the Chiefs probably get up on them and win by 10. I just – I don't think there's anybody on that – that Cincy defense probably isn't going to sack Mahomes that much. That offensive line has been playing better than what they were. Like uh, Orlando Brown, remember people were like, oh, like the Ravens probably won this trade because he's playing bad early on. He settled in. He's a huge dude, bro. So you got him, Joe Tooney. The, the rookie is playing – Creed Humphrey's playing out of his mind as a rookie. So you add that up, we saw what the Bills did against Tyreek Hill. Like, oh my God, bro! And they got that, mind you. They got a good. They, it's weird. There's only certain teams that are constructed to beat the Chiefs. It's the Bills, the Ravens, and, I, and the Broncos could, like, off their defense, not offensively. I'm saying oh. their defense. Like, their your defense is those defenses are constructed to either try to slow down the Chiefs or stop them. You de- you can't really stop them, but you're built on like, hey, maybe we could slow them down. We got playmakers, and it just the Bengals don't got that. All right, all right, I'm with you. I'm with you. We we gonna keep it moving from there. Dallas Tony Playboy. All right, all right. We want this nine head coach openings with the addition of the New Orleans Saints. Nine. Good God. Big nine. Big nine. And I want to rank the head coach openings. In the league. And the easiest way that I think we could start with this one is 
who do you think is the worst job? Texans. By far, obviously, by far. Okay. We are 100% on the same page. Like, you still got the Deshaun Watson stuff hanging over. So, basically, big hole in your cap with no play. What are you trading for? What does it look like? The roster doesn't seem like it has a lot of young, promising talent on it. Exactly. All right. So, we're on the same page there. Second worst. What do you have with the second worst? Uh, got to be the Dolphins. Ooh. I, I, I have several teams before the Dolphins. I feel like, I mean, I think Jalen Waddle and Jetski. The tight end are good. You got Byron Jones, Xavier Howard, who I think Xavier Howard is actually going to be traded this offseason. So you can probably book me on that one. But I don't think those teammates believe in Tua like that. So do you add that? And you're saying Tua has to go beat. They beat the Patriots last year, but he's mm-hmm. going to beat Josh Allen. Let's beat be the honest. Patriots twice. Yeah, is he? but barely. Like, I think it was a point. Hey, you swept the Patriots. I don't want to hear you. swept them. You, you swept, swept Bill Belichick. You swept Bill Belichick with a – team right you can't compete say tell me two are gonna go throw go put up 30 points with josh allen uh, okay you might not win your division but like you could be second you can be second you went and nine not. and eight this last year you can be second and not make the playoffs again like you did this year they were third that's why they didn't make it but you didn't make the playoffs so yeah is he gonna be the one that catapult you in the playoffs i don't think so here's what i'll say i got the saints I have this yeah, the between yeah. between after the Texans, I'm actually deciding between the Giants and the Saints because the Giants are still like 30 plus million over the cap with that bad of a team. Right. Saquon is frequently injured. You talk about two. Well, let's talk about Daniel Jones. They brought in uh, they brought in Josh Allen's offensive coordinator. OK, we'll, we'll see what happens. Right. So yeah. I actually have the Saints at the at the eight spot. Because of their $71 million over the cap, no clear quarterback, Taysom Hill on contract. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, you, you could probably put the Saints before the Dolphs. So I could flip that, but the Dolphs are still at the bottom. Like, they're bottom four for sure. They are bottom four for sure. We, do you think you rather – you think coaches would rather have the Giants than the Dolphins at this point? The Giants got talent that just doesn't perform. So, I don't – I'd rather go to the Dolphins. Like, granted, to it ain't get me to the playoffs – but at least, like, I got Jalen Waddle and some other dudes. Like, I don't. The Dolphins just keep creeping on up. <laughs> well, so we got we got the Texans for sure. Texans at nine. Giants. And then okay. I'm going to Saints. Giants at eight. Saints at seven. Yeah, because the Saints thing, we're saying you can dump the cap, right? But in all turn, you can dump a couple pieces that you're paying too much and then maybe flip it for one player, you know? And then maybe you you solve your quarterback situation at that point, which is going to be – granted, you're going to lose some key pieces. But say you go to – And they're going to be defensive pieces unless yeah, you let it go of Alvin Kamara. It's going to be defensive pieces. But say you look at Seattle and you're like, hey, bro, I'll give you Alvin Kamara and Marshawn Lattimore in the first. Let me get Russ. Seattle's going to be like, okay. I bet you they'll be like, okay, right then there. We'll take it. Uh, I don't know if they'll take it, but they might. I, I I don't know because Seattle has some cap issues as well, and like, who's their quarterback then? Geno Smith. That's a, that's a, that's a Seattle problem. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, but, that's Seattle's problem. They're like, yo, so we rolling with Geno Smith now? Yeah, but maybe if you're if you're the Saints, like instead of a full rebuild, like we were saying earlier, maybe you could find a quarterback to squeeze out of somewhere. Like maybe the Raiders, are like, hey, we don't want to pay Carr, give us some pieces, and then maybe they they take those pieces and get in the Rogers sweet shapes to get Rogers and Adams. And then you're like, oh, okay, that's kind of crazy. Okay. All right. So we got we got our bottom four. So yeah. actually I like classify that as tier three. Like 
oh no. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of shit gotta go your way for that to work out. <laughs> like in two years, we may be having the same conversation. <laughs> so next tier goes up, right? Mm-hmm. And instead of focusing on the middle, I want to focus on the top. Who do you think is the best option? Probably the Broncos. Ooh. It's, I it's, think it's the Vikings. No, because their defense is god-awful. And you're it, in cap hell. Well, you're in cap hell as long as you keep Cousins. You're in cap hell because you pay him, Neil Hunter, Adam Thielen, Eric Kendricks. You pay a lot of dudes that you probably ain't going to say bye to. Thielen, Thielen is worth the money they pay him. Oh, yeah. Thielen and Kendrick are worth it. But like, That's what I'm saying. Like, As long as you're paying big money and it produces to the level of that money, you're in a good spot. That's talent. You have Dalvin Cook. You have Justin Jefferson. And you have Adam Thielen. But Kurt, like the, Kurt produces, but he just doesn't get you over the hump because the defense has got that bad. So you're kind of in – you're just in – you're chained up because you can't do anything with it. I think if you look at the, uh, the Broncos, like I said, you just need a quarterback. You got weapons. But it's so much harder to get the quarterback than it is to fix the defense. We watched the Cowboys flip a defense in the, in the offseason. They flipped the defense in the offseason off of the picks from both that draft and the draft before. Diggs was drafted the year before, and then you picked Micah. So if you can hit, then yes, you are right. But how many people whiff on draft picks? But you whiff on quarterbacks way more than you whiff on defensive players is what I'm trying to say. Like, I, I had the Vikings up there. And I had the Raiders also ahead of the Broncos. This is a roster that just made the playoffs in the AFC West. And look how that round looked. Well, well, look at it. This is a roster that just made the playoffs in the AFC West after losing their number one corner and their number one wide receiver. Who's their number one corner? Uh, Nate Hobbs. Their corner, their corner room is actually quite bad. Uh, yeah, their number, their number one corner is old man Casey Hayward Jr. He's, a, he's their number one corner. Nate Hobbs is like third on the depth chart. He too busy waving guns on Instagram. He I mean, he <laughs> he was actually having a good season. He was, but he 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 got caught up. Thug and life. they had the whole Gruden thing and the Damon Arnett thing. Like they persevered through so much stuff. But you know why they persevered? It's because Derek Carr. They need to move the team back to Oakland. I think the Raiders roster is good, and they have patience in with with the team. Like you get into a situation where the ownership has patience. They are doing a GM and coach search simultaneously. You have Derek Carr, who we know is Derek Carr is a good quarterback, above average, an above average running back. One you need to get another wide receiver in there, but like this is a playoff team. You, I, I don't know. That's tough. You're saying that, like, think about what you're saying. That's a playoff team. You got to consider the AFC gauntlet of people that will make the playoffs. But you have the Broncos over them in the same division is what I'm saying. No, I have them over them as a job, not over them as, hey, this is the— Well, why do you want to take the job? Because you, you can, the defense is way better than the Raiders' defense. So then it's about the roster. Yes, that roster. Okay, that's what I'm saying. You put yeah. the Broncos over them in the same division with the same gauntlet. Like all everything about the AFC and the, the AFC West both. applies yeah. to both of them. Yeah. But I'm saying that that roster that the Broncos have, I think is better. I, I think, think it is better. I think it is a five, better roster, but five Raiders players I can name that are like dominant. And then after that, I'm like, damn, bro, you ain't got no depth. Like, what are we doing? I agree. It is a it is by far a better roster, but it's 
it's deficiency is the hardest position to upgrade. Yeah. That's my thing. Well, I mean, you're right. That is the hardest position to upgrade, but they do have picks. They do have players because they cannot they, – they wished on the draft. They let you know they can't draft a quarterback. So whatever quarterback they acquire, it's, hey, we got to That's trade. what I'm saying. <laughs> I, think about this list. Nine teams, right? Every single one of these teams without an extraneous circumstance, the reason why they're, they all have one thing in common, quarterback issues. Vikings, we were talking about Kirk Cousins, can't get over the hump. Raiders, extraneous issue, right? <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. The Bears had the whole Andy Dalton, Justin nah, Fields fiasco. It's just Brock- a good, it's just that they they don't have weapons. Like they're not gonna have weapons because little Mac's gonna leave. They're gonna trade him. Allen Robinson's not staying. Like I think Justin Field, that'd be ideal, but that team is gonna look so different, and you're just gonna have him. No, I'm I'm with you on saying like the reason why all these coaches got fired and they all have one thing in common is a quarterback issue, right? Like the Jaguars extraneous issue. If Brian Leftwich gets that job, if he could get maybe a couple people, like a couple people in free agency, that's gonna be an intriguing team. Because defensively, I feel like they got pieces on the de- de- defense. Right. I'm saying Texans had to start Davis Mills, Giants, Daniel Jones, Dolphins, Tua. Hey, like, who's the best quarterback at this list of teams? It's definitely David Carr, and then probably Kirk. Derek Custer. Carr. That, that's why, and that's why I have the Raiders up there because if you don't got the quarterback, it's very likely you get fired anyway. And that's <laughs> why I have the Raiders up there in the top two. I got you. That, that's my thing. The Broncos roster is better. And like, if we were like, oh, you could get Aaron Rodgers and transplant him onto your roster, I'd rather transplant him onto the Broncos than the Raiders. Right? But unless you got that, at least you got Derek Carr. I mean, at and, this point, you might if I'm the Broncos, I might as well call the Vikings for Kellen Mond since they won't fucking use him. Well, I think the Vikings want to see what he is, and that's why Zimmer got fired. Because he started Sean Mannion. Bro, that shit was stupid. I'm like, bro, this, this he's nice. I think he's going to be, like, maybe not elite, but he's going to be good in the league. Okay. Then that leaves us with the interesting conversation. Bears-Jaguars. Both open positions. Both just came off a rookie season with their quarterback. Which of these positions are better? People are saying Trevor Lawrence is, like, had a better year or something than Justin. And I don't he play know. more games. Played more games. And I don't think he did more with what he has. Like, he has more than Justin. Let's be honest. Because Allen Robinson's checked out in, in Chicago. And then all he has is David Montgomery and then Herbert, like Caleb Herbert, the running back. Khalil Herbert, yeah. But, like, he lost James Robinson, but ain't do much with him. They lost uh, Travis at Etienne, very beginning of the season. Uh, they lost LaVisca Chenault very early on. Like, and... Urban Meyer ran a complete dumpster fire. So, like, <laughs> like Trevor Lawrence was trying to persist and survive. I just, I would rather take the Bears job. Yeah, because the owner, I'm taking the Bears job. Same, same. The owner, the owner for the Jazz would make me take any other job. All right. So my tier, and actually, I'm going to switch my tiers a little bit based off this conversation we just had. I have the Raiders at one, then the Vikings. Then the Bears, Broncos, Jaguars. Then tier three is like the Dolphins, Saints, Giants, Texans. I'm going 
Broncos, Vikes, Raiders, and then whoever else. And then bottom four that we had. Who who I'm missing? The bottom four we were pretty set on like Dolphins, yeah, yeah. then Saints, then Giants, then Texans. Like, yeah, I feel sorry for you. All right, look, look, that's that's where we have things going for ranking the open head coaching positions. We will move on to the final segment of this show. Let's 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 not play, boy. Welcome to the final segment of the show, the heart of the show, Ballers Bouquets. Too often in the media, people only want to focus on the negative and salacious things athletes do and never want to give them their credit where credit is due. Here, I like to make a change. And this week's Ballers Bouquet goes to TJ Watt for his work with the UPMC Children's Hospital. Now, this is pretty cool because it's a children's hospital with a bunch of kids. Some of them had terminal illnesses, some of them not. But what TJ Watt did was he went to the hospital and just gave some of his time, did a meet and greet, and met with a bunch of the kids. And, like, TJ Watt is a hero in the city. So, like, these kids, like, come on. Your dad was probably watching TJ Watt break the sack record next to you in the motherfucking room, and he went crazy. Yeah, I think that's it's, that's that's baller, man. That's crazy. Uh, I mean, his brother's a stand-up dude, so I wouldn't like that family is probably is realistically a good family. You know, they they're all their children do good things for the community, so it's dope to see. Shout out to T.J. Watt. He's been a pain in my ass with the Ravens. He's we haven't beat the fucking Steelers in two years, mainly because of him. It's crazy, but he definitely is. He's definitely that dude on and off the field for sure. Facts. And when he did this, he gave all the kids a special edition New Era hat, some books and blankets. And the Steelers are now selling this special edition, specially designed hat on their website for about five bucks. And you can get this hat for five dollars and 100 percent of the proceeds will go to the Children's Hospital Free Care Fund, which covers like just like hospitals are super fucking expensive. We live in America and especially for like a child needing long-term care. So like it gives, it basically covers things that their families cannot afford in medical expenses. So like buying a hat, buying some Steelers gear literally ends up going to helping these kids and their families alleviate the pressure of just American medicine. And that was why TJ Watt got this week's Ballers Bouquet. All right, that is it for episode 68 of the Fly Route Podcast. As always, I appreciate each and every single one of our listeners. I want to give a shout out to our guest, Marquise, from the Cover 4 with the Guys Podcast. Shout out to shout out the podcast. Let everybody know where they can find you, find y'all's work. Yeah, uh, you can find us on Twitter, uh, YouTube, Spotify, Google, Apple. We're on Cover 4 with the Guys You'll find us we'll be the first ones to pull up. Me and my cousin, we do everything football related, debate it, talk about it, get people on the show. We've had Ant on the show a bunch of times. So be sure to subscribe, check us out, and just let us know how you're feeling about what we got going on. All right. And I cannot wait to give you all episode 69 next week. The Fly Rap Pod. 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 The Fly Rap Pod.